0: With Jeff Blankman. A good Saturday morning to all of you here on 1380 AM 95.1 FM KCIM. While I'm not the great and amazing Jeff Blankman, I am Tyler Bruner here on the MC Country Cafe Coaches Show for this Saturday, February the 19th. So great to have you along here today. We have some great conversations with our Kemper and Carroll coaches, but let's give you a quick rundown from last night's action from state wrestling and girls' playoff basketball. We'll start in class 2A with the Carroll Tigers, where Kale Nelson, at 120 pounds, saw his season come to an end. He lost in the 2A quarterfinals and his second-round consolation match. He ends with a record of 37 and 12. Draylen Schweitzer, at 106 pounds, lost his second-round consolation match. His season ends with a record of 31 and 16. At 138 pounds, Carter Drake lost his second-round Constellation match. His season will end as well with a final record of 38-9. and 9. Sterling Rodman was able to win his second-round and third-round Constellation matches at 170 pounds. His third-round Constellation match was a 10-5 decision win over Eli Thornton of Roland Story. He will wrestle Brody Ortner of Vincent schelsberg this morning. Moving on to Class 1A, Charlie Vite at 132 pounds of East SAC lost his quarterfinals match via decision 4-2 and also lost his third-round consolation match 9-1. He can still wrestle for third place tonight. From the Kemper Knights at 152 pounds, Shea Park has lost his quarterfinals match via major decision 12-5. He won his second-round consolation match via major decision and his third-round consolation match via a 10-3 major decision. He is going to wrestle Lincoln Holub of Lisbon today for the right to wrestle for third. Riley Parkis at 120 pounds lost his second round consolation match via fall at the one minute and four second mark. His season will end with a record of 35 and eight. Jake Earlbank at 145 pounds also saw his season come to an end in the second round consolation match losing via fall. His season ends with a record of 36 and 14. And finally, at 220 pounds, Cal Wanager able to beat Jaden Sword of South Central Calhoun in the quarterfinals via a major decision 12-5. He lost in the semifinals to Jared Theory of Don Bosco 1-0. He will wrestle Connor Reed of Sigourney Kyoto in the Constellation semifinals today. From the Audubon Wheelers, at 220 pounds, Cooper Nielsen lost his quarterfinals match via fall, and he lost his second-round Constellations via fall as well. His season ends with a record of 34-12. and And finally, from South Central Calhoun, Blake McAllister at 170 pounds won his quarterfinals match via decision 8-2 and his semifinals match via major decision 14-4. He advances to the 170-pound finals as he will wrestle Cade Tennold of Don Bosco today. And finally, at 220 pounds, Jaden Sword lost his quarterfinals 12-5, won his second round constellations via fall at the 2 minute 32 second mark, also won his third round consolation match via the same way, fall at the 2 minute and 32 second mark. He will wrestle Matthew Francis of West Hancock today. And let's give you a quick rundown of the three girls playoff basketball games we had last night. In Class 2A Region 2 semifinals, South Central Calhoun getting past West Hancock 58-38. They will advance to the Class 2A Region 2 finals where they will take on Shibley O'Shaiden next Wednesday. Riley Bata had 15 points, 10 rebounds, 3 assists, and 2 steals. And Kylie Schleichman had 17 points, 5 rebounds, 2 assists, a steal, and a block. The Ottoman Wheelers saw their season come to an end in the Class 1A Region 2 semifinals as they lost to Newell Fonda 75-39. Aaliyah Hermansen had 11 points, 4 rebounds, and 3 steals, and J.C. Christensen had 19 points, 15 rebounds, and 2 steals. For the Ikea Manning Wolves in the Class 2A Region 8 semifinals, they also saw their season come to an end as they lost to Underwood 61-20. Bianca Cadwell had 6 points, 4 rebounds, 2 assists, 2 steals, and Morgan Hansen had 5 points, 3 rebounds, and a steal. It's the MC Country Cafe Coaches Show on 1380 AM 95.1 FM KCIM. We are going to step away, we'll take a break, and we'll come back and talk with our Carol and Kemper coaches. It's coming up next on KCIM. We're talking with Dr. Richard Godding, orthopedic surgeon with Capital Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, serving patients at the St. Anthony Regional Hospital campus. Dr. Godding talks about the dangers of winter ice and preventing slips and falls. Winter is a time when there's ice
1: everywhere, and you need to be really careful when you're walking on streets and when you're walking on sidewalks, even when you're stepping off the steps of your porch. You can fall and have a very serious injury, so I'd like to make sure everybody's thinking about that, thinking about shoveling, thinking about salting, and keeping yourselves safe this winter from the ice that's coming. If you have taken a spill, examine whether or not you're even able to get up. And if it's really swollen and painful, it's probably broken. You probably should consult your doctor or go to the ER
0: if it's painful and swollen enough. Take a few extra moments and be safe in winter weather conditions. Dr. Richard Godding with Capital Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, located on the St. Anthony
2: Campus. St. Anthony Regional Hospital. Always look to the cross. Always St. Anthony Anthony. Jeff Blankman joined here on the MC Country Cafe Coaches Show with Eric Noggle, the head wrestling coach for the Carroll Tigers. Uh, coach, a good day, a uh, good tournament uh, down at uh, State Wrestling. You guys will have Spencer Rodman going. He stayed alive on Friday for at least maybe a third place at finish. We'll find out whether he wrestles for third or fifth coming up later on this morning. But a really good Thursday. Let's start there. Four guys, all four advance for you.
3: Yeah, it was a real, real good start for us to come out. Um, 106 didn't go the way we wanted but Kale got a win for 120 and then 138 kind of didn't go our way and one, it just kind of went that way and then 170 didn't go the way and 138 and 170 and didn't go that way and then the guys wrestled the second round lights out and, and got us back on track to, to advance to the next day on Friday so four on Friday is always a good day.
2: What did you say to the guys? Because you dropped that first round. Sometimes it's h- tough mentally to come back, but those guys came out really aggressive, I thought, in that consolation match. All four of them, or all three of them, I should say. Yeah, tell.
3: I didn't have to say anything. They, 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 they've they been doing it all year. They know, you know, it, you don't come down here to go and 2 and I think that probably this is the biggest motivator <laughs> ever. I don't have to say anything when they know it's in front of them, and they, they responded to what they've always done all year long.
2: What did you see from Draylon Schweitzer here over the weekend? I know he dropped out on Friday. Friday morning it was a tough morning for you guys. Besides yeah. Spencer, everybody saw their season came to an end.
3: Yeah, um Stir uh, did a did a great job. That kid's come leaps and bounds. The kids were giving him crap about um going 0-2 on the Dallas Center Grimes tournament, which was the first tournament of the year, and you know, and Russell JB last year, and he bounced back and once he realized he could wrestle with the best in the state he he become became motivated and then once he got down here it was just that factor of believing that he can wrestle with the best in the state and then draylon showed he's capable of doing that and i said it when he was a freshman and i'll stand to this day that technique wise draylon switzer is the guy i want on my team to wrestle and, and i'll stand by that to the day and and he's proved it again this weekend
2: what stood out for you the most about the way he wrestled i thought friday he had a kid that had kind of yeah got dq'd in his, yeah. his quarterfinals and you knew he was going to come in yeah. pretty ants and and Draylen wrestled right with him yeah Draylen just
3: stayed right in position when Draylen can get to his shots and and finish things he's really really good and when he's on the bottom as long as he keeps moving and you know he, he probably could have scored a few escapes here and there but the guy was riding him tough and he didn't want to make any big mistakes so draylon did a smart thing but yeah he showed a lot of guts and I love that kid. I mean, he can <laughs> wrestle for me every day.
2: Cale Nelson uh, won his quarter, for, or won and on yep. Thursday, advanced into the quarters. Dropped yeah. two, though, on yeah. Friday. You could really tell he was really, really disappointed yeah. on Friday.
3: Yeah, he, yeah. When you get offensive, Balmani, whatever his name is, Two time state, probably three time, possibly could be a four-time or the kid's just hammered and he's so quick. Yep. It's like trying to catch a tiger, you know, and he's just yep. so fast. And you know, Kale's wrestled him before and he was a little disappointed in how it turned out and come back on the next match and you kinda got a guy that's kind of the same style. And, you know, we just didn't match up very well there. And once we got behind, it was hard to score on guys that and that kid wanted to wrestle and not that Kale didn't want to wrestle in those positions, but I think Kale got behind and kind of got flustered and didn't kind of know what to do there a little bit. But You know, coming back two times state qualifier, going 0-2 his first year, and come back here getting a huge win the first one, and you know, not getting what he wanted on Friday. I I know next year he's gonna be coming knocking on the door to go to work again, so.
2: Carter Drake also falls on Friday. I know in talking with him, he kind of talked about Friday after Friday, late Friday morning about the the kid kind of came at him with a little bit of stuff that maybe he didn't kind of anticipate uh, and stuff, but you could tell that kid's so disappointed, but what a great career he's had. Yeah,
3: I can't say enough about that kid um sorry about that um yeah. he just he's been wrestled since he's won and you know his goal's has always been to be a state qualifier and then he gets that and then he wants to be a state place winner and Carter works hard and, yep. and you know he didn't get what he wanted and um he's just a good kid I I, I don't know I don't know what to say yeah. he, he didn't get what he wanted and he's just a tough kid and you know he's going to do great things in his life and I mean he's become a great he's just a great kid
2: Absolutely, Coach. Sterling Rodman, like we mentioned earlier, he's got a chance to wrestle maybe for third, depending on how yeah. he does in his first match Saturday morning. What a story that guy has. Misses his entire junior yeah. year because of an injury, yep. comes back, and, and has put together just a fantastic season.
3: Yeah, Sterling's that type of guy that he, he, he can give you a heart attack and a heartbeat. You know, <laughs> he's, he, he he doesn't lack confidence. That's one thing about him, and he's in those matches, and he does, he does some things that we don't agree with, but he does them, and put himself in some dangerous positions, and I think he kind of got on a slump towards the end of the year, and, and it was really, really tough for him, and, and he he started to become coachable and listening to things, and I think that was kind of that difference change in him, and you know, he took advantage of the opportunities he had, and, and yeah, what a story. I mean, he's gonna tell that story to his grandkids forever and ever, and you know, he's going down to Carroll history as a state place winner, so I mean, props to that kid. He's, he's a great kid, and we'd love to have him, and we're glad he, we have him, and I wouldn't wanna wrestle against him, so.
2: Well, Coach, I you, and I appreciate your time. Go enjoy the rest of your week, and uh, we'll see you again coming up later today. I appreciate it. Thanks. And as always, go Tigers. You bet. Head Coach Eric Nagel again with the Carroll Tigers back with more on the MC Country Cafe You Show next year on KCIM. Blast winner out of your
0: way with the ultimate in snowblowing performance, the award-winning Cub Cadet 3X with its first-of-its-kind three-stage technology that dominates any downfall 50% faster than the Cub 2X snowblower. He'll even break through the wall of winter left by a plow at the end of your driveway. Seize the season with the X-Series snowblowers engineered for extreme head to your locally operated cub cadet dealer Haley equipment of Carroll today for exceptional offers, expert advice and superior service.
2: We're back here on the MC country cafe coaches show. Let's talk a little Kemper wrestling right now. Joining me head coach Shane Vaughn Shane brought four guys down to the uh, state wrestling tournament. You'll have two going later today. Um, both of them wrestling in the afternoon. Uh, But uh, let's start with Cal Wanneker getting all the way to the semifinals, a really hard one-to-nothing loss in that semifinal. But what a run for Kemper Wrestling down here at the state tournament.
4: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, having four guys down here is a a big step for the program to start off, and then having all four make it to day two was huge. Mm -hmm. Um, Getting two of the medals stand is a nice bonus. And, you know, fell just short of the finals, but that's a match we know that we're in, and we're capable of being there, and it just wasn't our day. And it, I mean, it is what it is. But Cal's a tough kid; he's got a good head on his shoulders, and he'll bounce back and refocus on third.
2: Let's start off with his match with Jaden Sword in that quarterfinal. Um, he had gotten you earlier this year. Um, those two have gotten to know each other. Um, what was the difference this time around for Cal?
4: Uh, I mean, we just stuck to the game plan. You know, we moved our feet, we got to our shots, and we were. Uh, I think a little more lighthearted going to this one. Pressure was off a little bit. We were, you know, we were just wrestling. We were having fun, we we're at Wells Fargo. And I don't know, Cal wrestled free and wrestled a great match. And honestly, probably some of the best he's looked on his feet all year.
2: Gets himself into the final, or semifinals, excuse me. Um, man, a one to nothing loss, you're right there. You, you've got a chance all the way to that final buzzer. What did you see from him in that semifinal?
4: Composure, um, you know, it was a tough match. He kept his head on, he kept wrestling for the full six minutes. There were a few positions where we know we could have scored and, you know, came up short. But I'm sure that kid's over there thinking he could have widened the gap a little bit. So, you know, it's a tough sport, um, tough match, great competitor out there. But, again, Cal's going to bounce back well.
2: Where do you think his best chances to score were in that semifinal?
4: We were in a uh, couple of shots that, Mm -hmm. you know, looked deep from the coach's chair. Talking to Cal, he said he, he didn't feel like he had him all that well. So... You know, it's always, it's easy to sit in the corner and say, you should have done this, this, and this. But when you're out on the mat, it's a whole different feel sometimes. And, you know, to me, I think we could have gotten a takedown in one of those shots. And, you know, I'm obviously not the one out there, so.
2: (laughs) Shane, Shea Parker is another guy that has moved into the medal stand for you. Uh, A really impressive run for him at 152. What has stood out
4: for you about the way he has wrestled down here at Wells Fargo? No pressure. Um, You know, he's coming in again, lighthearted guy. Uh, he came up short here the past two years, and so I was a little worried about how his mindset would be going into it if he was feeling the pressure, that final opportunity, but he's been wrestling free, he's been aggressive, he's been attacking. And when he attacks and he creates angles and gets the shots, it's really hard to stop him and really hard to slow him down. And I think we've kind of seen that throughout the tournament so far.
2: Let's move to Riley Parkus now, young guy, great to just get some experience coming down here. How much do you think he's grown and what do you think he's
4: taking away from being down at State? I think he he's starting to realize that he belongs you know he's in that top contender category he knows that going into next year and I think he's gonna have a great offseason and come in next year with higher expectations himself
2: what match did you feel he wrestled his best down here even if a win or a loss sometimes you're wrestling your best and it's just not quite enough
4: yeah um, I think our our second match um, the, the bounce back one where mm-hmm. we lost a tough first one and came out and right away, put ourselves in, I think it was a 10-2 hole. Yep. And, you know, right there, a lot of people, you see it every year where they get down in a hole in that second match, especially coming off a loss, and they just fold. And Riley kept his head on, he kept coming back, he kept wrestling and won a wild one and just let it fly. And that was really good for his confidence and to see him go out there and have that composure as a younger guy.
2: Jake Earleback, the other guy that made it down here. Um, what a great way to finish out the season for him. I know probably wishes that he'd have picked up a couple of more wins as everybody that doesn't win a state championship does at state. But another young guy that kind of had to take him some steps forward, I sh- I'm sure.
4: Yeah. Um, You know, he started the year a little rusty. He mm-hmm. was out all last season with an injury. So yep. for him just to get back on the mat was a big deal. And then as he, you know, year progressed, he realized how good he could be. And then getting to state seemed like the thing, you know, seemed like legitimate possibility and getting down here was awesome for him. And, but he wasn't happy to just be here. You know, he was the the 16 seed, if you read all that stuff, which, you know, all the kids know it doesn't matter, but it's cool for him to come out and pick up a win on that backside as well. Um, Another match where we went down and had to fight back. So really proud of his effort and composure out there as well.
2: Did you think that was his best performance? Yeah,
4: yep, absolutely.
2: What stood out for you? And what do you think turned it for him
4: being down and having to come back? He just does a great job of continuing to wrestle through positions, no matter what the score is. Um, you know, whether he's up by a lot, down by a lot, or tied up match, he's going to keep wrestling. He's going to keep scoring, and that's it has helped him out a lot this year.
2: You mentioned early in the interview that getting four guys down to state is a huge step forward. What does it mean for this program?
4: It means we're uh, we're getting guys buying in. They're doing the right things. We're kind of just growing and developing and starting to you know achieve at the level these guys have. I started to believe they can and that's really cool for them and I think next year we'll have you know we're graduating two of our four qualifiers but I think we'll have more of our younger guys stepping up next year and making that impact.
2: Well coach appreciate you joining us we'll see you down on Saturday afternoon best of luck.
4: Yeah thank you very much.
2: You bet head coach Shane Vaughn again with the Governor Knights we'll be back with more from the MC Country Cafe coaching show here on KCIM.
0: we would like to welcome you back here to the MC Country Cafe Coaches Show here on 1380 AM and 95.1 FM KCIM. Tyler Brunner now joined here by Katie Cook of the Carroll Tigers. Their season unfortunately came to an end uh, this past week. But we're going to recap the Gilbert game and, of course, that Lewis Central game as well. Coach, always great to catch up with you. <clears throat> Thanks, Tyler. You too. Absolutely. Uh, Coach, hey. you know... Never easy to see a season come to an end, you know, no matter what part of the season you're in, um, especially when it comes to the players as well. But I um, want to recap just some of the games you had here this week. Let's start off with Saturday. Last time, of course, we talked, you were just coming into that game against Gilbert. Um, what were some of the takeaways from that Gilbert loss?
5: You know, we had a solid first half. Um, we were scoring from the inside and outside. The third, the third quarter is where it kind of fell apart. Um, Gilbert hit Five three-pointers in the third quarter, um, and then they were able to put on a full court press that we struggled with a little bit, uh, and that's where the game got away from us.
0: Right, and some of the great things about this game were just some of the efforts you had from your girls in that game. The first half was really, really close. Like you mentioned, Gilbert got out in that second half and really kind of took over there. Uh, But Josie Ayla had a a double-double there with 15 points, 12 rebounds. Cameron Schable put up another 11. Um, And one of the things that I've seen all season long from your girls is just the fact that they don't give up. And in some ways, some people might be able to call them scrappy or just able to finish out games, but I think the girls had – some great efforts all around to that Gilbert game.
5: Well, thanks. I appreciate you saying that. They, um, we, you know, we preach sticking together. We preach playing the full 32 minutes, uh, no matter what the situation. Um, and you mentioned Josie Ayala. I think she's come, she came along really strong in the the last part of the season here and it's uh, found, found her niche scoring inside and, and being a really strong rebounder for us.
0: Yeah, and I wanted to talk about just real quickly about Josie. You know, she hadn't played basketball for quite a while, and and you mentioned that she's coming in really, or she came in really nice in the second half of the season. What was kind of the game or the moment where she sort of realized that that was her niche?
5: You know, it's just kind of accumulation of the whole season. She, You know, we work on with her and and the other post players every day for an allotted time um, on their post moves, and I think she just – over the course of the season, she was able to gain confidence and, and, and be a strong scorer in there for us.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. And uh, one of the great things coming into that Lewis Central game is you guys were 4-1 and one coming into that game. Of course, that Gilbert loss was the only blemish mm-hmm. there. Beat Boone, beat Denison, Carlisle, and ADM. Uh, between those four games, was there any one of those that really stood out to you?
5: Um, you know, the, the game against Denison, we shot really well. And it was... Um, It was like alumni weekend. There were a lot of fans in the crowd. We wore the throwback uniforms. Um, It was just a fun day and and a great day to play well. I think we shot 75% in the first quarter. Mm -hmm. Um, So to me, that one sticks out.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And then, of course, transitioning to that Lewis Central game you just had a couple of days ago, um, you know, Lewis Central is a team that you guys are familiar with, not in your uh, specific conference, but have gone up against throughout the years. Um, going into that game, what was Lewis Central bringing? What were some things that were sh- they were showing in film or from what you saw from them?
5: Um, we, we knew the key was going to be to keep them out of the lane um, and limit their points in the paint. Um, so. That was our game plan. Uh, we struggled to execute. They ended up scoring 28 points in the paint. So um, that kind of fell through. But they ended up, um, let's see, they had three girls in double digits. Um, they played Lewis Central, so their credit, they played really well. They shot 58% from the field. Um, and we just, we struggled to score.
0: Right, and I was going to say, in that first quarter, you guys were hanging in there a little bit. Lewis Central got out ahead a little bit into that second quarter too, but uh, I thought really uh, the third quarter was a nice response, at least from that 18-point uh, scoring that Louis Central had in the second.
5: Yeah, I mean, well, we had um, Josie picked up her second foul in the first quarter, so she sat the entire second, um, and then St. Addison Clucky pretty much sat the, the whole second quarter as well. So there's our two starting post players. Um out we get them back in the third quarter and we're a little stronger
0: yeah absolutely and uh you know never easy to go on the road especially the long road trip over to council bluffs and have your season come to an end but uh the one thing i wanted to just ask you is you know at the end of the game it's always kind of a longer talk with the girls what were some things that you were talking to the girls about um at the game at the end and maybe on the way back home
5: you know i'm just really proud of them they're they're a good team they have they have a great bond with each other um, and then in particular just our seniors how proud I was of our seniors how proud I am of our seniors Hannah Jorgensen Josie Ayala and Addison Cluckey. Um they provided great leadership for the girls and honestly it's just been my pleasure to coach them
0: absolutely and uh, obviously uh, the other thing too is also the response from the girls and you talk about your senior leaders what were some things that they were talking about um, during halftime or just during the game um, and do you feel like you know in a game like this that they handled the pressure well.
5: You know, so it, it, that's that's a tough question. Mm-hmm. Um, like you said, at an away game. Uh, we've got a freshman point guard. We've got uh, you know we. So yeah, I'd say it, we struggled without Josie and Addie on the court in that second quarter because they kind of bring that. Yeah, they're kind of like everybody's comfort. Uh, you know. The baby blanket that brings yeah. you some comfort like they they ease some of that tension a little bit. But I'd say at halftime, um, we just kind of nailed down some of the adjustments we needed to make wanted to make um, to go out in, sec- in the second half and give us the best shot we could, we could get.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And uh obviously we'll hopefully catch up with you talk you or uh, talk to you more about the season as a whole, but um just talk about the season as a whole, what were some kind of key points um from this 2021-2022 team?
5: You know, we started off the season um with <laughs> we thinking oh, we're we're going to play really fast. You know, we've got Shay. We've got Hannah, uh, Caitlin's really quick. Uh, Josie's really quick for a post player, um, and Madison tuning and, and so on. Um, and then Shay got hurt and, and Addison was playing really strong. Uh, so we kind of switched our game plan after, after a pretty strong, a pretty strong start early on. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we went to more of like a, a less pressing, more of a half court game type of team, uh, once conference play started. Um, I Things that stick out to me is our win at Gilbert early on our first conference game. That was a huge win. Uh, the girls really bought in and executed the game plan. And played with a lot of heart. Um, and then turning around, we lost to ADM and Carlisle the first time around. And when we saw them the second time around, we ended up, we beat both of them, so we split. Um, I was happy with that, coming back and getting a win against both of those teams. Um, yeah, and then, you know, just it's kind of a fun end there. Like you said, we were 4-1 and one going into the Lewis Central game. Um, so, unfortunately, couldn't get past that first round.
0: Yeah, right. Well, I tell you what, uh, Coach, I know that the season's end. Um, just want to say on air that we appreciate you getting us um, all the information during the games. I know some of these times and some of these nights, it can be longer nights. So, we appreciate everything you've done for us here at Carroll Broadcasting and all the uh, information you've been able to provide for us.
5: Oh, gosh, thank you. You guys provide great coverage.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, Coach, uh, appreciate you taking some time here this morning on the MC Country Cafe Coaches Show. Uh, Wish you the best of luck in the offseason, of course, next season. Hopefully, we'll uh, catch up with you sooner rather than later.
5: Thanks, Tyler. Go Tigers.
0: Once again, that's Katie Cook of the Carroll Tigers girls basketball team. We'll be back with more from MCs here on 1380 AM, 95.1 FM, KCIM.
4: Kristen Easy with Topaco Community Credit Union and Kathy Steffes. And Kathy, it's February. A lot of people in the month of February start thinking about doing their taxes and hoping for a tax refund. And you have lots of different things we're going to talk about here about maximizing your tax refund. Let's think about some ways to use that. Save for your retirement. An IRA, an individual retirement account, is a simple way to save Dupaco offers both a traditional and a Roth IRA. And another good tip, if your employer offers a 401k contribution match, take full advantage of it. It's basically free money save year-round for the holidays. With a Dupaco Holiday Club, you can systematically save for the giving season all year long. At the end of October, the balance will be deposited to your checking account or savings account if you don't have a Dupaco checking, all for your holiday spending. For more ways to maximize your tax refund and even elevate your retirement savings plan, what can they do, Kathy? You know, they can stop in or give us a call. We've got free money makeovers. We'd love to talk to you about it. We're located right on Highway 30. Dupacco Community Credit Union
0: want to welcome you back here to the MC Country Cafe Coaches Show on 1380 AM 95.1 FM KCIM. We're now joined by the Carroll Boys basketball head coach, Randy Beeson, on this Saturday morning. Coach, appreciate you joining us, and uh, obviously it's been kind of a great, successful last uh, couple of games for you.
6: Yeah, yeah, good to be here. Uh, Yeah, we found a way to to win two games with Gilbert and uh, Harlan. Uh, So, yeah, it's been a good week
0: absolutely and it's been an even better kind of great stretch for you guys um, obviously we'll get into the details here in a bit but uh, after Thursday's game against Harlan you guys are now kind of on a five-game win streak uh, have kind of really bounced back well here in the last part of the regular season uh, so what have been some things that have changed um, obviously you guys got on that three-game losing streak against Ballard, Bondret, Ferrar, and Boone so what have been some things that's changed in the last uh, five or so games for this team
6: yeah, we uh, we ran into some injuries there uh, in that losing streak, and trying to figure out uh, what guys can do and move some guys around. And you know, you played some really good teams. Ballard's really good. Bondurant's really good. Uh, I would say we lost a tough one to Boone. Uh, probably a game that we should have won, but uh, they they were on a five-game win streak too, and really bounced back from where they were at at the beginning of the year. So. Uh, you know, you look back at those games and say, yeah, you know, there's a lot of losses in a row. But uh, besides the Boone one, they, there wasn't any bad losses there. But uh, guys are just uh, they're playing a lot better together. Uh, we're playing better defense. We're sharing the basketball. We're having a few guys step up. It's, uh, you know, Caleb Booth has done a really good job. And, uh, you know, he's hes the guy that really gets us going. But the uh, last few games, we've had a few other guys step up and help him out, which has uh, really helped us out
0: yeah absolutely and I think that is kind of it was kind of apparent in that Gilbert game you had uh last uh Saturday it looked like uh, man just a monster scoring night for you guys 21 in that first quarter um and that second half was just amazing so let's just start with the first half against Gilbert's um what were some things that your guys were doing right in that first half
6: yeah, uh, we shared the ball really well. We made some shots defensively. Uh, we were pretty good. I think it was 21-11 uh, to 11 after the first quarter. Uh, so we came out and made some shots early on. And by halftime, we were up 35-19. And, uh, you know, so played really good defense there. And uh, second half, we, we really made a bunch of shots. I think we ended up making 15 threes on the night. Uh, Caleb had... Six of them himself, but Nick Mackey had three. Uh, Gus Callison played a really nice game and had three threes. Uh, you know, Nick Mackey scored 17 points for us. Gus Callison was a spark; scored 13 points for us. And Caleb was uh, was really efficient and really good, uh, scoring 29 points. You know, that was the game that he scored a thousand career points. Actually, got fouled uh, on the shot, got an end one uh, to make it 1,001 points on that game. So. Uh, You know, he's such a good player, and the nice thing about him is, you know, he scores a ton of points, and we recognize him for 1,000 points, but he's also a top-five assist guy in 3A. You know, just does a really nice job of sharing the basketball. His teammates love him. So, uh, you know, I can't say enough about that kid, but defensively, we're really good. We made a ton of threes there uh, in the second half especially, and it was nice to see some of those guys, other other guys, step up and, and score some points as well
0: right exactly and you know Caleb Booth just make things look easy to be honest with you you know putting up 29 30 points routinely in games especially over the last kind of couple of games here to this season Um, you guys got past Gilbert by a score of 88 to 55 moved on to the regular season finale against a really solid Harlan team as you know Um, Harlan every single year Harlan solid all around came into that game 15 and 5 what was sort of the game plan going into that game
6: yeah, uh, you know they started off the year ten and zero, and then uh, their last ten games they're five and five. Uh, they had an injury too, a couple games ago or a couple weeks ago, uh, with the kid uh, tearing his ACL and being done for the year. So and they're fighting through a little adversity as well. And you know they're well coached. You know a lot of the stuff that we do, uh, Carol, uh, I've taken from uh, playing at Harlan and, and being around Coach Osborne. So I can't say enough good things about what he's done and and helped me. In my coaching career as well. Uh, So, you know, kind of what you're going to get going into it. Again, really good athletes, you know, those guys that play football are the same guys that are playing basketball. They're super athletic and strong. And, uh, you know, a typical Harlan team where they make a lot of shots, they shoot a lot of threes. Uh, You just hope that they're not getting really hot. And, uh, you know, our our guys did a good job. They were were energetic right from the start. They were excited. You know, every time we play Harlan, uh, we enjoy that game. Uh, the guys were excited. So we came out. Uh, we passed the ball really well. We we made some shots early on. Uh, got up uh, 19 to 14, I believe, uh, at the end of the first quarter. And it was just a back and forth game. And uh, once again, Caleb Booth was, was really, really good. Scored 30 points for us. Uh, ended up having eight threes on the night. Uh, so... Had a ton of rebounds, ton of assists, some steals. I mean, just such a well-rounded player. And uh, once again, so he was really good. Evan Hammer had a good night, had 10 points. I think he had nine rebounds. Tanner Gatto got a bunch of rebounds for us late in the game. Uh, We got Caden Cook back in the lineup uh, uh, after an injury that he's been dealing with for, for a few weeks now. So he did some nice things. Zach Dirks had sprained his ankle. Uh, a week before we got him back in the lineup and did some nice things too. So just uh, an overall uh, it was, it was a good win. Guys were excited. Guys played hard. Uh, and, and, you know, you talked about it, you know, five game win streak or uh, where, wherever we're at. We want to play our best basketball at this time. So, you know, a lot of times after the regular season's over, you say, okay, well, now we're starting over at zero, zero. We kind of said, no, we're going to keep this baby rolling and, and keep trying to get a little bit better and keep playing good basketball. So, it was a fun, fun game to be a part of Thursday night
0: yeah, absolutely, and obviously you bring that five game win streak coming into the playoffs uh, next week. It looks like happening on Monday. You guys got Glenwood in that uh, class 3A first round. Uh, Glenwood coming in 10 and 10 so you know they're right kind of at the 500 mark. Uh, what are some things that you've seen from Glenwood? Have you had the chance to kind of scout them out quite yet?
6: Yeah, so uh, my brother's AD at Glenwood, uh, and he helps out with the basketball team. So we talk a lot of basketball throughout the season, but uh, we haven't made too many phone calls (laughs) recently (laughs) once we found out that we're in the same district, and especially uh, since we're playing each other. But uh, they're they're well-coached as well. They have a really good point guard that averages about 18 points a game, so it'll be fun to see uh, their point guard and Caleb uh, go at a little bit. And, uh, you know, they're definitely capable. Their record doesn't really justify how good of a basketball team they are. They got some big wins against some uh, good teams in their confidence. So uh, we'll have to be ready to go. Hopefully defensively we'll be ready and uh, we'll continue to shoot the ball well and play with confidence and and see what happens.
0: Yeah, absolutely right. And uh, as I'm kind of looking at the bracket, I know we're kind of looking ahead into the future, um, but really it looks like you and Harlan are kind of to- the two teams looking to make a deep run in this bracket bishop helen has a 12 and 9 record uh lewis central is pretty good dennis dennis and Slutswig's pretty good so what's kind of the thought on the teams in the bracket that you guys are with hey,
6: tyler you're doing the thing that we never talk about we never do of <laughs> looking ahead uh but you know they're they're all good uh you know there's seven or eight teams you know uh i mean atlantic's the seventh seed in our district and uh they've knocked off some of the top teams uh, in our district. So, mm-hmm. you know, Healand's kind of the outlier a little bit. There's not a lot of common opponents between uh, them and, and uh, the teams that are in our district, except for maybe Lewis Central. They played each other
1: mm-hmm.
6: and it was a close game. So we all kind of know each other uh, pretty well. I think uh, any team in that district is capable of, of winning a couple of games. Uh, so it's definitely uh gonna be a fun one and uh you know like we've talked about and we've talked with the players it's one practice at a time one game at a time let's take care of business and just see what happens and you can't really control anything else except for uh your own team so uh try to take care of business and have a good couple days of practice and make sure that we're ready to go for monday
0: yeah absolutely right focus in on that glenwood game is going to be exciting coming up on monday night uh randy uh anything else you want to close out with while we kind of have you here today?
6: Yeah, yeah, no. You know, it's 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 been a fun season. Uh, you know, guys have worked hard. It's it's fun seeing the growth from the beginning of the year till now, fighting through a little adversity with injuries and and all that. But uh, it's fun to see the guys step up and and play big games. So we're excited about uh, getting a chance to host on Monday. So hopefully we'll we'll have a good crowd, and get a bunch of bunch of fans in the stands to back the gym and support us uh, on the big game on Monday.
0: Yeah, absolutely right. Well coach uh good luck coming up with Glenwood on Monday. Appreciate you spending some time with us here on this Saturday morning, and uh we'll hopefully catch up with you soon.
6: Sounds good, thanks, Tyler.
0: Once again, Randy Beeson of the Carroll Tigers boys basketball team here on this Saturday morning. We'll be back with more from MCs here on KCIM.
2: Okay, let's play a little game. Have a- Pairs of footwear. Do you think Skechers is sold? 100 million, 200 million, 500 million? Not even close. Schunack the Magnificent, over 2 billion with a capital B. How? By being a comfort technology company. Skechers are good for your feet with features like air cooled memory foam, hyper burst foam, and more, and comfortable fits like relaxed fit, wide fit, and arch fit, just to name a few. No matter what pair you choose, you're to be guaranteed of one thing: they'll be comfortable right out of the box. Find them at Skechers.com, the Skechers store, or wherever stylish footwear is sold.
3: At Panera, you can say yes to both of your cravings. We call it You Pick Two. And with over 465 pairings, you'll find a meal sure to satisfy any mood. Are you feeling both fresh and fun? Pick our Fuji apple salad with a new Thai chicken soup. Or maybe you're feeling classic and bold. Pair some creamy mac and cheese with our new citrus Asian crunch salad. Pick your perfect pair and order a You Pick Two today. Panera, the familiar made fantastic.
5: Come on, Mom. I'll be late for school. Coming! With a job, a family, and managing my asthma, I can't afford to get sick. So when my doctor told me vaccines could help protect me against serious diseases like whooping cough and pneumococcal disease, I got vaccinated.
4: Mom! Nothing's going to slow me down.
0: Don't wait. Vaccinate. It's one more thing you can do to stay healthy. To learn more, talk to your healthcare professional. Go to cdc.gov vaccines or call 1-800-CDC-INFO. And we want to welcome you back here to the MC Country Cafe Coaches Show right here on 1380 AM, 95.1 FM, KCIM. Joining me here this morning is Kemper Boys Basketball Head Coach, Sean Menahan. Coach, always great to catch up with you and uh, talk a little basketball.
7: Yeah, thanks for having
0: me. Absolutely. Uh, Coach, you know, obviously this week was a, a little tough for you guys. Season ended for you and of course we'll get to that point here but uh I wanted to start off of course with the high point of the week for you guys went up against Eagle Grove on Monday in that first round of the playoffs let's recap that game just a little bit Eagle Grove came in struggling 2 and 20 on the season what were some things you saw from Eagle Grove when you looked at them Uh you
7: know they were a team that you know as you saw as you said you know they they struggled on the year um they had a sophomore kid Kane Van who's a really good shooter um, he had over forty threes on the year, was shooting around thirty eight percent. They had um, a couple of th- a couple of brothers that were had were both decent shooters with over twenty threes on the year. One was shooting about thirty five. The other one was shooting around twenty five percent. But other than that, they kind of struggled. Um, so we we just kind of wanted to jump on them out of the gate and put some pressure on them, and and then uh, try to rest our guys in the second half.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And you guys did that, put up twenty five in the first quarter, twenty six in the second. Uh who are some of the guys that were just kind of shooting well in that game?
7: Um, uh, it wasn't so much about shooting. It was more about um, you know, just the defensive pressure and and we got the ball out and created some high percentage shots. Um let's see. Um Nate Overmore had twelve points for us, which was great because he had it was his, you know, double figures for him. I think that was his first game all year. Uh getting double figures, he had seven rebounds, so he did well there. Um, Dawson Gifford had 12 points. Isaac Evans had 19. Uh, the guys just did a good job of feeding them. And then uh, we just had a bunch of guys um, chip in and um, we had, let's see, one, two, three, four, five different guys that made it th- at least at one three. So that was fun to see.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And you mentioned the defense side of life. You guys got 12 steals compared to Ego Groves four. Rebounding was even pretty solid, 39 in that game. Um, so, w- what was sort of the big emphasis in that second qu- or that second half? Obviously, you you could let up a little bit, but you guys still put down 19 points in both quarters.
7: Um, the plan I, I told him going into the game was we needed to have a great first half, and the plan was to let the whole let the have running clock. um to start the second half, we didn't quite get there, but we did a good job of – we did end up getting that running clock pretty quick. Um, or I think towards the end of the third quarter is when we got the running clock, which was okay. But um, the whole eighth, the whole third quarter was just – I let, had our five seniors because um, we had five seniors, so I wanted those guys to play together one last time on the home floor in front of the crowd. So they played the whole third quarter. And then the fourth quarter, uh, we just let the guys who um, – don't get as many minutes that are the scout team guys. So we let them play the fourth quarter.
0: Yeah, that must have been a great moment. Of course, you guys hosted that game on your home court. So what was it kind of like to get those five seniors out in the court and to, for them to be in front of that home crowd? You know, it's
7: just a nice reward because, you know, a few of them don't. Uh, you know, Patrick Hensel and Michael Pottebaum are guys who saw minutes throughout, in games throughout the year, but it was kind of spotty mm-hmm. um, as far as how many minutes they'd play or if they played at all. Um, and then Jared Homan's the guy who started um, seven games for us, I think seven or eight games this year for, for us he, um and the, and then he ended up seeing his playing time decrease and then he wasn't really playing towards the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was just nice to try to reward those guys and let them play together one last time.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and obviously guys won that one uh, 89-44, advanced that second round against uh, a team here in the local area that we've been covering all season, South Central Calhoun. They've been solid all year. they got guys, Tyler Leitner, Eli Wheelock, and Joshua Dietrich that can shoot the ball really well. Um, but I thought you guys, from the beginning of that game, really did a solid job of getting out and really scoring really well. So talk to me just a little bit about what was happening in that first half against South Central Calhoun.
7: Uh you know first quarter was uh about as well as we could have played uh you know we hit shots from the outside we made four threes in the first quarter um we got the ball inside really well, we rebounded um we contested they you know they scored fourteen points, which was you know really solid for us but then and of those fourteen some of those shots they hit were really tough shots um and then we got in foul trouble um I can't remember who got in foul trouble first. I think it was Isaac Evans got picked up two fouls. Mm-hmm. Um so we had to sit him down towards the end of the first quarter. Um, Evan Adams came in and, and did a nice job for us closing out the quarter and then right away um to start the second quarter, I, I believe it was DJ Vanami picked up his second foul. Um and when that happened we had to go with only one big. Um that kinda changed the way we had to try to attack their zone. Uh we had some bad turnovers that led to some easy transition points as well as um we didn't do a good job from an offensive rebounding or, or a transition defensive standpoint. Mm-hmm. Um so we had some long rebound we settled for our threes, um led to long rebounds and, and easy transition points off the run out. So um we the second quarter so as good as the first quarter went, the second quarter went the complete opposite direction and it was that was tough for us to overcome.
0: Right. And obviously like a game like this, you know, your season's on the line, the guys, you know, maybe those nerves are kind of there towards that point. What was sort of the, the conversation at halftime and how did the guys sort of want or how did the guys kind of transition into that second half taking some of that responsibility?
7: Uh, we wanted to get back to the things that we did in the first quarter that, that got us out to the great start, which was, we, we got the ball inside to our post players. Um, and then we created some great um, looks off of paint touches Um you know, on, from the perimeter and, you know, we got some good looks both inside and outside. We just unfortunately were not able to capitalize on it. I think part of that was maybe the nerves of having such a good first quarter and then following it with a bad second quarter. We we, we had guys maybe pressing a little bit too much in those situations. And, um, you know, we had some again, we had some really good looks that we weren't able to capitalize on.
0: Right, and the uh, the tough thing is, obviously, you guys fell in that one. Um, it was a really great, valiant effort. Uh, lost to South Central Calhoun 64-50. Guys, this uh, season ends with a record of 12-11. and 11. And, uh, obviously, we'll catch up with you, hopefully, a little bit later. Talk to you more in, in depth about the season. Um, but just talk to me about the recap of the season. Obviously, you end with at least a, a winning record on the year. Um, had some really good games all throughout the season. So, your your thoughts on, on the season?
7: Um. You know, in a nutshell, it was, you know, it's positive and um, it's, it's nice. That's our first um, season with a five, a record over 500 um, was to get to that 12 and 11 mark was, was big for us. Um, we have not had a winning record since um, Parker Bain and Sam Allen and that group of seniors took us to state. Um, since then, we've, we've had we went eight wins, eight wins, nine wins the past previous three years. So um, this is the most success our program has had since our senior current seniors, um, were freshmen since, well, since they were in eighth grade. Um, so that's nice that they were kind of able to leave that mark of, they left it better than they found it from the, considering their, their freshman year of eight wins to, um, eight, eight, nine, you know, and they're able to get 12, you know, and we left a few games out there, uh, cause we were inconsistent at the free throw line. We, we probably could have had three or four more games. Um, if we if we're able to finish and shoot the ball a little bit better uh but i'm excited for the foundation that the this group's leaving us with because we have a number of underclassmen that played huge roles for us this year um two of our top three scores were sophomores um two of our uh, we, our second leading rebounder are DJ Venami led us in rebounds as a sophomore. From a total standpoint, he was second in rebounds per game because Isaac Evans missed a couple. Um, But him and Michael were – him, Michael, and Giff. So we got two three underclassmen that led us in scoring. Carson Caney was one of our top scorers as a freshman. Mm -hmm. Um, Carter Putney played huge minutes off the bench for us as a sophomore. Uh, Evan Adams played several – um, started several games before this year, played good events, and he was only a sophomore. So um, the sky's definitely the limit because we, we have some more sophomores who are super talented. Um, freshmen, we got some talent, and we also have some really talented eighth graders coming up as
0: well. Yeah, absolutely right. Well, coach, uh, uh, before we kind of let you go here for today, want to thank you uh, again for getting us all the stats and all uh, talking to us all throughout the season. I know some of those nights can be kind of long and kind of tiresome, but we appreciate everything you've done for us at Carol Broadcasting um, and just allowing you to uh, kind of allow us to cover the kids.
7: You no, know, and we appreciate your coverage because you know that's what it's about—the kids. So you guys putting in a lot of extra time and hours yourselves. We, we greatly, all, all of us coaches greatly appreciate everything you guys do.
0: Right, not a problem there. Well, uh, Coach Minahan, once again, thank you so much for everything during the season. Uh, you know, best of luck in the uh, kind of the postseason, getting ready and kind of relaxing a little bit. And uh, hopefully we'll catch up with you sooner rather than later. Yes, thank you. Once again, Sean Minahan of the Kemper Boys basketball team here on this Saturday morning. We'll be back with more from MCs here on KCIM.
2: Hi, I'm Ashley Weteran, Outreach Coordinator with The Birthplace at St. Anthony Regional Hospital. We are excited to offer our Pregnancy, Birth,
4: and Beyond event on Wednesday, March 23rd. This come-and-go event will be in the St. Anthony Hospital Education Center from 4 to 6 p.m. Come to learn about what your birth experience will be like at The Birthplace, including information on newborn care, infant safety, and much more. Register in advance at stanthonyhospital.org events. To receive a free halo sleep sack we look forward to seeing you there always look to the cross always saint anthony
2: mc country cafe coaches show rolls on here on 1380 am 95.1 fm kcm we're going to talk camper girls basketball joining us right now on this saturday morning of course his head coach tyler tryan and coach I appreciate you coming on with us this morning
1: you bet jeff good to be here
2: Coach, uh, things came to an end on Tuesday night, uh, certainly not for the lack of effort. Uh, I thought you guys played a, a really good game, minus maybe one quarter, and we kind of talked about that a little bit on a Tuesday night. Uh, it's been one quarter at times this year that you guys have kind of bit you guys a little bit, but I think overall you were really pleased with the effort and, and the execution that the girls had on Tuesday.
1: Yeah, definitely. You, so you said that it's been one quarter. It's It's kind of progressively been getting better, Yep. Um, if you remember back to Harlan and uh Lewis Central I think a few weeks ago that we were we got to the point where we were putting together two good quarters and, and we were concentrating on trying to put together four four quarters and you know, we got it to where we played three good quarters and, and just kinda ran out of season. So we, we started to peak at the right time but uh maybe needed to try to amp it up a little sooner, but boy those girls just play their hearts out, don't they?
2: Yeah, they do. Uh no quid in them uh, whatsoever. Uh, loved your guys' game plan, uh, especially defensively on Tuesday night. I thought you really threw uh, trainer completely out of rhythm in the first half. You hold them to 19 points. Uh, you go in at the halftime after Carson Overmol's uh, three from the left wing puts you up 20-19 to 19 at the halftime. That was a great rally. You guys were down 8-1 early, had a couple of turnovers. They got out on the break, scored. Uh, but the team, as you said, never quit, settled in, and got more comfortable at that point.
1: Yeah, we thought going into it, Coach Yetmar and I had watched a lot of game film and, and put together a plan that we thought would give us, you know, our our best opportunity to be successful. So we went, we went diamond and one. You know, we have a hard time guarding man, especially against really good teams. And and we thought that our our zone that we've kind of hung our hat on, they would they would exploit that, and we'd have a hard time finding them. Um, They're good shooters, so we we went diamond and one, and we started with Kate. Uh, was was guarding their their stud, and uh, she could, she actually you don't see it very often, but she kind of got Kate got worn down because she's worked so hard defensively, and then she you know a lot of our stuff goes through her offensively, so she actually got worn down, and and uh, Cora stepped up. She was you know you don't see this very often, but she was like I I want her let me guard her yep and uh, and, and she was giving up. I mean this girl's five ten you know she's a good-sized girl and Cora you know she did everything she could to slow her down and then and then we kind of made a more concerted effort with everybody else to make sure they know where she's at as well because she did get loose once or twice but you know they they figured it out and uh you know they really locked down in the in the first half and then again third quarter comes out and they have some other girls knock down some shots and it kind of kind of got away from us there.
2: I thought Franny did a nice job last night on those screens on the baseline helping Cora out to give her a chance to get back against the Tiglin girl.
1: She did. They were running her off like a like a double stack and uh Franny and we we had kind of mentioned it and I don't know if Yetmar said something to her or if she just figured it out, but this girl would come flying across the baseline and Franny would just step out and basically set a screen on her, you know? She would slow her down and she kind of bumped her, to the extent that that girl didn't want to come down that way anymore, <laughs> and so she, you know, she got a little physical with her, and I don't know, if she just kind of figured that out on her own, or, but it, it that slowed it down too, so that was pretty cool.
2: Offensively, not a great first half, but she got enough shots. I thought the thing that was impressive to me was. How aggressive the girls were on the offensive end, trying to get to the rim, or when they got offensive rebounds, trying to go back up. That might have been the most aggressive in the games I've seen uh, the Kemper girls this year in their their offensive attack after getting a rebound.
1: Well, uh, we had, we had told the girls that you're we're going to get open looks, um, and then we, we did get those open looks. But I tell you what, on the offensive glass, you talk about a in the first half, and then Frannie and Aubrey and Casey when she get in there. Um, they they would really go get that thing and then kick it out and we we'd have some more open looks and we you know we got a, a couple of them to go down there in the first half and then the well went dry in the third quarter.
2: Did they change anything in halftime to 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 go against your guys' you know diamond and one or 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 did they just all of a sudden start hitting shots that they weren't hitting in the first half because you hate to bring it up but a twenty seven to three third quarter kind of flipped this game completely over.
1: Well, it's funny you ask that because when we came out after halftime, uh, Coach Yetmar asked me. He's like, "Hey, what kind of adjustments do you make if you're being junked like that? Do you do you make any?" And I and my comment was, I said, "Well, no, you just got to tell other people to knock down some shots." And I I think that's I don't know if they made an effort to do that, but they had some other girls that, that didn't shy away from that opportunity, and they they knocked them down. And then, um, you know, after after a bit, we had to get out of that diamond and one and go man there for a bit we we really struggle not not initially guarding man but you know defensive rotations and things that that we don't work a lot on um and they ended up getting some easy buckets there later in the third quarter
2: coach uh tough loss to end the season tuesday night but i gotta bounce back got to talk to you here briefly about uh last weekend uh, the opening round game um you guys uh hosted uh southwest valley and oof Did you come out uh, playing really good basketball? Oh,
1: that was so much fun. That was, and we've been talking that you know these girls are close to uh, exploding and doing what we know they're capable of. I think I've mentioned to you before that you know if, if you walk into a practice and watch us doing our shooting stuff, you would think, wow, these guys are pretty good because we can knock down some shots we can get out and go and. And it it finally all came together, kind of the perfect storm. We played well, um, we we got you know some some bounces went our way, and that that was one of the most enjoyable uh, experiences of basketball I've had in a, in a in a long time.
2: Well, coach, I tell you what, I'm glad that you guys had a really nice season. Um, I I think the girls grew a lot. I think what people forget. Only one senior in Cora Thompson, so a uh, young group. You're going to have some really good talent coming back. I like some of the freshmen and sophomores getting some valuable experience this year, and I think they're going to put some time in and during the off season. and I, I think things are going to be really looking good uh, for this Kemper program in the very near future. So, Coach, uh, we'll talk next week. We're going to set something up with you to kind of recap the season with you, let you talk about Cora and the whole team a little bit more, but we appreciate you joining us here on this Saturday morning.
1: Yep, no problem. Thanks, Jeff.
2: You bet. Head Coach Tyler trying again with the Kemper Girls basketball team. will be back with more coming up next here on KCIM. If you own a gun,
3: you have a full-time responsibility. When you aren't using it, be sure it can't get into the hands of curious children, troubled teenagers, a thief, or anyone else who might misuse it. Your family, friends, and neighbors are all counting on you. Remember, always lock it up. For more information on firearm storage safety, visit ncpc.org. This message brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council, the Bureau of Justice Assistance, and the Ad Council.
2: We're back here at the MC Country Cafe Coaches Show talking the Carroll Boys swim team right now as they wrapped up the season down at the state meet last weekend. And joining us is, of course, Head Coach Deb Danner. And Deb, like I think nine straight months you've had to deal with me. Now you get a little bit of a break, so I appreciate all your time. (laughs)
8: <laughs>
2: it's always good to be here you bet deb but what a terrific year that the boys had i know one of the goals going down to the state meet with jonathan dose really wanted that school record in the 100 fly and he got it um talk about how what what did he look like there and, and how impressive was him for him to get that school record at fifty four oh six on friday night in the prelims
8: yeah you know we've been talking about that all season um how we're gonna shoot for that fly um you know, his race looked amazing. Um, he looked good. He had a great start. He had some really good turns. So, um, yeah, it's it, it just, it's like you get out in front, you got clean water to through. It's going to make it a lot easier, and, and that's what he did. He went out. He went out hard to get that clean water, and um, he looked amazing out there. Um, well, I, I think he was a little surprised himself how well he did. He was just hoping to just get the record, and, and, you know, he beat it by half a second. So that was just fantastic for him. Um, it, it was an amazing race for him.
2: Did it help him having the 50 free? I know you said you had about a 20 minute break, maybe in between those races, but did that get him kind of warmed up and maybe comfortable? Did that, did it, had that help him or was this just all him kind of being prepared and that ready to go?
8: I think this was just him being prepared and ready to go. Um the fifty three didn't go as well as he had hoped. Um, you know, maybe that helped spark him a little bit to do better in the fly. Uh you know, only he really knows that. Um you know, I, I was, you know, disappointed for him in that fifty. Um but the fifty is, is a race where uh just the slightest thing goes wrong and and you're, you're done. Your, your time is going to be slower no matter what. Um, there's just not enough time to make up for anything that might've gone wrong in your race. So, um, you know, he, he was disappointed, I'm sure. And, you know, I, I, like I said, only he really knows how, how he felt on that. Um, you know, hopefully maybe that's what helped motivate it, motivate him to uh, go even harder yet on the fly. But um, he was totally prepared for that fly. And, And, uh, you know, and it showed, it looked like an amazing race for him.
2: Deb, let's talk a little bit about Friday night. And Had all three of your guys in the individual events going in the prelims. You just mentioned the 50 free, not quite the way Jonathan wanted. 100 fly was the school record. You had Kyle in the 100 backstroke. None of the three guys qualified for the finals on Friday. But did you feel like they swam the way you guys had prepared for them to swim down at the state meet?
8: Yeah, you know, um they were ready to go with this uh you know, we talked about Jonathan's uh, 50 just you know, like I said the slightest thing goes wrong and and there's just, you know, 22 seconds, there's just no time to to fix to to make up for anything that does go wrong. It it has to be the perfect race or it's just not going to happen. Um you know, like we talked about the fly that he, you know, everything went off exactly the way he had hoped and you know great start get out there quick good turns um you know the kid is strong he he you know we know he we knew he was capable of doing this um it was just a matter of getting out into that clean water and, and just you know accelerating all the way through um kyle his his backstroke um he was pumped he was excited he he was all on board to do this and uh um we didn't factor in just how excited he would be at this meet. Um, so his stroke count was off on his first turn. It kind of, you know, caught him up on the wall. And and that will just – it, it kind of tears you down a little bit mentally. Um, hard to recover from that. Uh, coming into his second wall, he was a little bit better into it. And by the time he hit his third wall, he was finally mentally – adjust it for that turn and but like you know that was it was a little too late but for everything that went wrong in his race you know he only added a second of time so you know we know next year this will not be an issue for him and and he'll have that school record in no time um you know and he'll be a little more prepared for the race uh at iowa city for for state so um yeah, it, it you know, he, he was stranded between the walls. It's just uh the, the turns just kinda of took him out a little bit. Um but you know, it it was his first year at State. I, you know, it it's there's a little bit of pressure there and uh you know, he he did a fantastic job though. Um you know, we came back and we swam relays on Saturday and relays looked amazing, so um, you know, it, it turned out to be a really great weekend for those guys.
2: What what stood out for you then? Two hundred freestyle relay with Sam Jansen, Kyle Sundrup, Tristan Blair, Jonathan Dose. Those same four guys, slightly different order, um, swam in the four hundred freestyle relay. So, what stood out for you about Saturday's performance in the relays?
8: Yeah, um, so the two hundred free relay, we had a little bit of a rough start. Um, they use uh, takeoff pads uh, on the relays, and um. It would have been uh, Sam's first time on those, so, you know, he was a little more cautious, uh, which, you know, we, I guess we didn't talk enough about, you know, just, you, you got to go, you got to go, um, so he was a little more cautious on that, so, you know, he added a little bit of time to his swim, and, you know, 50s are just such a, a tough race to make up any, anything at all, um, even if you got three more guys coming after you. uh but, no, you know, they, they swam some pretty decent times. Um, the 50, we like I said, we just had a little rough start, and, and it was just kind of a tough race to make up. The 400, on the other hand, um, so we are all a little more prepared, ready to do this, and, and you know, they all swam some fantastic times. Um, uh, Tristan started out with a uh, 52, Sam won a 52, Kyle won a 50, Jonathan won a 47. So, you know, they all swam some fantastic times, um, everybody's personal best times. So um, that was just really exciting to see for them. And I think, uh, you know, we we ended the, the state meet fairly decent, I would say, with that that 400 free relay. And I think they were all very, very happy about it. So, um, you know, I, I think they can be proud of, of what they all did at state this year.
2: Well, Coach, congratulations on another fantastic season. I do plan to catch up with you uh, next week, and we'll recap the entire season and get your thoughts and let you talk more about you know, your, your kids and the seniors and everything else. So we appreciate you joining us every Saturday morning here for the MC Country Cafe Coaches Show. Enjoy a little time off.
8: I certainly will. Thank you.
2: You bet. Head Coach Deb Danner again with the Carroll Boys Swim Team. We'll be back with more from MCs next here on KCI.
1: From your first sunrise to the sunset of life, we are with you through life's journey. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. Visit socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense.
0: It's now time to wrap up the MC Country Cafe Coaches Show right here on 1380 AM and 95.1 FM KCIM. We'll wrap up by giving you a look at the local sports schedule coming up later on tonight. It's all filled with state wrestling. Class 2A and 1A Constellation semifinals and finals get underway at 10 a.m. here this morning. And then later on tonight, the final session of state wrestling, it'll be the Class 1A and Class 2A state championship matches from 6 p.m. to 10.30 p.m. And as long as we have wrestlers on the mat, we will be bringing you play-by-play coverage of those matches all on our brand new youtube channel all you got to do is search carol broadcasting sports network on youtube you can also find the links to our live streams on our brand new website sports.1380kcim.com one more time from the mc country cafe coaches show here on 1380 am 95.1 fm kcim this is tyler Bruner saying thanks for joining us and i hope you have a great weekend